Boom. My sincere apologies to the housekeeper. <clears throat> no problem, Mr. Flagg. I will get that handled for you right away, sir. I didn't, I didn't know you were Give me six of your best guys right this moment. Make sure one of them's that big fellow, Mr. M-O-O-N. That guy, the big guy. Yeah. Moon? There's something with Moon I'm supposed to What, Lloyd? M-O-O-N. Moon. Moon? Moon? What? What? It's about the best goddamn janitor I ever saw. Where do I find Mr. Moon? What's going on? We are doing a special stream tonight. Something a little different. Uh, diving back into the world of the Everyday is Howling podcast. Uh, introducing new co-host and then some. Hi, I'm Jill Killington. And yeah. I, I am a writer, director, and producer of all kinds of things. And I ran into uh, the horror guy here, Keenan. Yes. This way? Yeah, this right way. this way. This way, yeah. Opposite. Okay. Um, I ran into you, uh, what, about a week ago. Yes. And we did not reveal our alter egos to each other. We we're just talking about like horror stuff. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, okay, well, nice to meet you. Cause, uh, your store was closing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to leave. Cause it's like, you know, I don't, I'm not the lingerer that keeps the store open too late. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I was like, oh, I'm Jill. And then you're like, I'm Keenan. Yeah. And then like, I think you, you added me. I think I looked you up at the same time, though, because we said we had a couple mutual friends in like the scene. Yeah, I think and- you were talking about because you were buying Starlog. You bought two copies of Starlog and we just oh, started- I've, I've been buying up some old fucking Starlog. They're yeah, shit. Like, they're <laughs> so full of like insight into like high, how highfalutin people's um, expectations for movies were. And oh. then it's like, no. and then it's like other times it's like, oh, this little newcomer, Jeff Goldblum, nobody cares about. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Big deal, guys. Oh, I know. Some of those articles <laughs> go so hard, especially since back then, like journalism was a completely different world, you know. Oh, that's that's the thing I like. It's just like it's such a I, I have them. Like I've I've really been collecting quite a few. Like yeah. this is this is a great one. There's one with Schwarzenegger that's just like so amazing. Oh yeah. I I met you because I was getting a late night Starlog run right as uh, your store was closing. Yeah. And we were talking horror, and then I was just like, wait a minute, you're doing this whole thing with discord and twitch <laughs> and like we need to talk anyway because you had some really interesting insights into the biz and yeah because I, I i love some intel yeah so, i think it was it was funny because like a lot of times you know if i do talk to people about that stuff i can tell who isn't in the biz it just goes right out the air they just don't really care right. they just keep talking but whenever i said it to you you immediately like latched on you were like what Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you were telling me something like very specific about like what sells and what doesn't, and mm-hmm. it was just like, I need to know this. <laughs> yeah. I need to know exactly this. So, yeah, and, yeah I, and it's weird. Yeah, because I worked for production over at Universal for about eleven years uh, before right. working at the comic shop. So it's it's interesting to them work sales and then know how that stuff works too in the midst. I mean, of- it's really important. Like I was just talking to somebody, like another big horror fan I met in Florida last week, and God, my makeup looks weird in this light. <laughs> but anyway, uh, he said that DVD sales are still like crazy, and it's just like, wow, yeah. we're in twenty twenty three, and people are still buying DVDs. Yeah. I had a guy come in the other day and he was just like, Hey, what? he's like, what DVDs do you have? I was like, do you have any lingering around? I was like, I think we do. And I was kind of going through some and it was funny. He was like, and I was like, yeah, man, I'm like a physical media guy too. Like streaming services will always change up their stuff, whether they want to take, pull it or they want to edit it. Um, once you have that copy, yeah. it's yours forever. I just really, I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out like what works in the horror scene. And like, if this is, you know, yeah, uh, 
if if like really like the mutants boo me off i'm like okay i'll quietly go back into the chat room no way no <laughs> i appreciated you actually just jumping in because i feel like i push my 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 discord on a lot of people to be like hey join us like we're a fun group of people it's people that are kind of into the same yeah, thing Discord and- is like i love discord as a method of communication like i've been using it for like production stuff too because it's just mm-hmm. like Otherwise, you get like a chain of emails. And I, I know people like Slack and stuff, but I'm really, I like to have all the links and everything. I don't right. know. Just Discord works for me. Absolutely. Editing for like working with editors is really good. Maybe yeah. Let's it's 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 one of those things it's like it's better to have everything private and chatting within like one box than having like everything on social media where everybody can see everything or emails yeah. where they can get kind of lost you're kind of like in a mid-ground you know yeah um, and whatever this is casual like i said it's like let's just let's just talk and see what happens and then figure out what the format of whatever we want to do is right as we're doing it you know because it's yeah, just like absolutely. why do it with a free pro when you're not <laughs> yeah getting paid and don't have a budget and everything else so let's yes. just figure it out it was one of those um, things that where you hit me up and you're like, hey, like, let's do like Megacon. Let's get some footage out at Megacon. Let's do like, let's get I some mean, YouTube content. And I was like, yes, well, okay. that's so the real talk. This is what happens with me is like, I have to go to Orlando all the time because like my dad lives there. Mm-hmm. And so that's why like Gods and Monsters comic book shop became like my happy place. Like where it's yeah. like, okay, like my dad's all settled in. I can go like have a drink next to like a Giger, uh, what's it called alien. Yeah. Oh, right. The alien area. Uh And just chill out. And, you know, it's, it's, it's become like, okay, this is a a good place for me. And then, yeah, like we started talking about like horror business and I was like, okay, you know what? Like, I just need to talk to somebody about this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I have so many people I I wanted, like, I'm, I, so many of my friends are like, you know, working in the horror scene or want to work in the horror scene or like whatever. So it's just like, let's have a group discussion with your people. And, you know what I mean? Like, I want to know what people actually like, what yes. people are looking for. Like, to me, that's important. Oh, right. You know? Yeah. You, yeah, it's, it, yes, um, it does really help to kind of know what's in the know. Cause you, you were telling me, you were like, and I, I totally got it. You were like, you know, I spent all my time, like, you know, writing. And like, whenever you're a writer, like, you're kind of in it. So you have to give up social media. And that's why I kind of liked your story the other day. Cause I was like, it's totally true. Like, either you're in social media and you're distracted and you can't put art out or you're doing the social media thing, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's one or the other sometimes. So it's, well, it helps that you're coming out of it. The real, real, the real, real is like uh, when, when you start working in like uh, writing, that's one thing. Like you're, you're doing all these drafts after drafts and it's like, yeah. you really start to like lose track of time. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like also like when I'm in production, like you start like just not being able to talk about things. And then like, you're so tired. You don't want to talk to anyone because you're afraid you're going to say like slip about like some secret or something like that or like oh yeah start, or start crying about something that happened not that nothing bad happened to me <laughs> right <laughs> like, but so it could like, happen yeah absolutely I mean, really i just like stopped talking to anybody did self-work journaled and meditated and now i've come out of it <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, i'm ready to talk to people again and like i've I've practiced my uh, talking points, so we're all good. Right. Yeah. You got back <laughs> onto it. Um, yeah. So, okay. Do you want me to play your reel or do you know what you're, you're comfortable with that? I don't know, man. We're figuring it out as we go. Like, I, yeah. was, I really just like, I, you usually do a stream. What do you usually do? So, I usually, so I'll either do interviews for the Everyday is Halloween podcast where I'll sit there and kind of like this. It's just like, you know, talking to creators, you know, writers, just inspiration. Um, and then I'll do like, um, I really like the art of indie horror games. So, there's a lot of people that are, are creating. And if you notice right now, Blumhouse, put like millions of dollars into gaming recently like they're they're going to be start developing gaming um i think uh dread central my notebook <laughs> yeah right yeah I yeah know they're doing horror gaming really oh yes so them um um dread uh was it dread central they did uh they do like these things i i think you know uh steve barton right yeah yeah i know really i've known well. i've known steve yeah and uh so once the, the uh i guess Tread Central's been kind of passed around for a while. I think John Barkin had it for a while, and now it's somebody else has it. Passed around doesn't sound like... <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I practice, like, it's gone through many hands. Right, <laughs> yes. Passed around. Yeah. People, like, I'm just saying, like, I've learned, like, people will be, like, very upset if you say that kind of thing. No, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, just, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just being truthful, no, right? I, like, me, I have been rude. I've accidentally, like, thought I was making a joke and, like, gotten people upset. So I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Sometimes they, uh, it can be, it can be hurtful, I guess. In in the, you know, was it journalism world of horror sometimes, but look, everybody's got feelings. That's, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. But some of the people that run now it's called dread, uh, dread XP. So like, uh, you know, get XP and games kind of thing. And that's kind of a new subsidiary of drug central. Um, 
And they're in our Discord too. You know, those really sweet guys and gals that are running that thing. They gave us codes, and they're just like these kind of janky horror games that are like PlayStation like One what, games. Like game or no, like they're like play, it's like a PC game, but it'll be like a, it'll be like a, you know serial killer on the loose, and you just have to like run away from a killer Santa in a mall or something. And uh, but as time has gone, as time like has a, gone, a POV game. Like I gotta, I gotta see this. Oh yeah, I'll definitely. I'll show you. Yeah, yeah. But like as time went on, though, they got like a bigger budget and they were able to pay these like indie kids who are making these games in their basements, uh, you know, like really decent money. And then these people are like have houses and it's just kind of their their, their fun games. So uh, it, it's just kind of cool to see that that thing grow and how games are also kind of influencing horror movies. So I think Blumhouse is also doing uh, Five Nights at Freddy's uh, movie. Um, yeah. And it's, 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 things are just growing. So I'm kind of, you know, I put all my tendrils everywhere you know what i mean a little bit of gaming a little bit of horror just to see what's going on right now um well because you're a gamer you do like your twitch streams and stuff i'm not so much a gamer because again like i'm i, I gotta write man. you gotta write these many many drafts and many many retries and, and uh yes universe, it's you know, like, yeah uh, i just saw something today it was funny uh they were talking about how it's kind of crazy to pitch a project today you have to have it completed. No studio is going to green light anything unless it has a start and a finish. And that's not how it used to be in the 70s and 80s. When you put a movie, out. you could go to draft and go, here's the first 40 pages. Let me know what you think. And they say, great, we'll green light it. Never, never today. What's with that? Well, film is a risky business, you know, like that's the number one thing. It's like there's usually no guarantee of making their money. Like as a producer, I figured out like, wait, everything is deficit financed. Mm -hmm. So if you're not really making a profit with these streamers, some of, some of the things are making a profit. It's just like they're all kind of like moving around money in really strange ways. Yeah. And then executives are afraid to take a risk or they want they want to point at something mm -hmm. at the main reason this is going to be successful, whether it's like, oh, it's based on a game. We have Pedro Pascal, you know what I mean? Right. Like all these it's a guarantee things, hit, like they, even if it's not great. Point at how this is going to work. Mm -hmm. Or even just like the reason that like if it didn't hit, you're not fired when that's done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like, how could we know? Right. It was based on Last of Us or like whatever. You still have a career, it's fine, yes. I mean it's that. So it's just like it it's all like however you can get it done. But yeah, the writers go through it now, like you'll do draft after draft and not get paid, or like you'll get fired because it's like, oh, we need to bring on new set of writers it's always like the script is the easiest thing to keep on screen with yeah all the way through post else. so i don't know i it, it's it's an interesting time you need a really good producer to protect the protect the actual project yeah as much as you need really good directors and writers you know nice because it's all like with all the executives yeah that, um tinker gotcha There's tinkering going on. so much tinkering <laughs> in hollywood man what's going on yeah i mean everywhere by tinkers can we talk about by the way uh loiter squad that makes me so happy how was that? Oh, really? You like that? Yes. That was an awesome work on. We got to go to Hawaii. Yeah. We got to oh, have yeah? lots of fun. I got to work with a bunch of my friends. I had a great time on that show. Was it one of those things where you're like, well, we have this budget. Where do you want to go? And everyone's like, well, fucking make a trip to Hawaii. Like, let's all right, let's do it. <laughs> I'm not going to confirm that. Okay. But I am going to say that like all the way up until we went to Hawaii, we kept on wondering if we were going to get to go to Hawaii. Yeah, right. <laughs> it seemed like one of those it's like they're gonna pull the plug on this one, right? Right. But that was amazing. That was my first time ever going to Hawaii. I loved it. Hell yeah! And that's I think is one thing too. When I checked your your reel out, that jumped out to me because my community is very much that. It's like a little bit of mixture of humor and Adult Swim with a mixture of horror. So I feel like everybody that listens to the Everyday Halloween podcast, they also like that animated Adult Swim lifestyle with a little right. bit of spooky, you know. And I love when it ever comes I mean, together, I but it never does. Happy horror. Happy horror. I usually like happy horror. Okay. I mean, you know, I know that sounds like cheesy, but like, you know, I don't want to watch like Hereditary every day. I want to. Sure. Like, it was funny. Well, I, need, I need a little ash, a little chill out with ash. Absolutely. Know? Well, what about, uh, I mean, Jill worked, produced and helped write The Stand, the remake on Paramount Plus. So yeah, that was, uh, that's uh, kind of depressing. That was like a, well, super. I mean, that was, <laughs> I mean, everything, it was like my favorite book ever uh -huh. um, since and it was like a dream really? true to like start working on that project i like saw it go from uh a script with warner brothers all the way to taking it to uh like a, a five or what was it six years to get it to uh cbs all access was that really true 2014 no no 2014 we started writing it for warner brothers and then it was like this whole process 
and then started writing all these other things. But regardless, mm-hmm. uh, did like a Clive Barker project, worked on Anne Rice's interview with the vampire before it became a TV show, like when it was going to be a movie. Oh, wow. Anyway, um, you know, I, I'm thinking I'm like, oh, man, I've really like got a little horror um, niche for myself set up. Yeah. But yeah, uh, then uh, we did uh, the stand for CBS All Access, and that was like a limited event series. And yeah, it was strange because I started getting, you know, when that was like the only thing I was working on, like putting myself in like the dark place of like, oh, wow, like, what would you do at the end of the world and all that? It, it was like, <clears throat> I want to focus on something really upbeat next. It's like what I was kind of thinking afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then the real pandemic hit. And that was just like one of those like, oh, wow, is this everything that I've been preparing for in, in this in this writing? Yeah, this really? Yeah. So I, I was kind of um, tripping a little bit during all that. But then, um, you know, instead, I'm living my best life. Yeah. It's like the people in the stand, you know, went to <laughs> Vegas or you went to Boulder, you figured out how to make it work for you and party. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> you, name yourself, you name yourself Rat Man or you hang out and like, you know, go go hang out with Mother Abigail. There's, there's choices yes. in life. Exactly. It was funny. Yeah. Uh, I just started rewatching the first stand because I wanted to watch the uh, the version oh, you yeah, did. The Harris. The Harris is important, man. Absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm guessing you you've met uh, Mick before. Oh, he's out and about now, yeah. man. He's like man about town. So I was like, who's the silver fox with a shiny lock? I see him literally at every uh, if there's a horror meetup, he's probably there. Oh, you know, yeah. he's he's about about it. But yes, let's so let's talk about the future of Everyday's Halloween podcast and stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. So what what would you? Because we we were gonna like talk beforehand, and then you're like, "Fuck it, just do a live." <laughs> I mean, you know, like it, it really is. Like, let's if anybody's watching, you get to decide what you would like to see next from your host. Right. That's if, right. Like I, I'm I'm like I'm like over here like, you know, I I want to talk about horror movies mm-hmm. and. Um, the horror of daily existence in the year 2023. Yeah. <laughs> How do we mitigate that? God. But, oh, no, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I have like some ideas for like format where it's like, I can read from Starlog <laughs> to right. the class. I could, uh, hey, anybody feeling this pitch, man? I got a bunch of pitches I got to do. Yeah. But, like also like, you know, I, I have a lot of horror director, writer friends. Like we're always trying to figure out how to get things done, how to mm-hmm. get movies made. Oh, in today's news, Monica Bellucci and Tim Burton are an item. I saw that. What? I am so excited about that. (laughs) (laughs) I just love how Tim Burton pulls like like the most pretty goth girls in in Hollywood, you know? Goth dream girls of all time. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was at Monster Palooza one time Mm -hmm. and I was wearing black lipstick and Lisa Marie, speaking of wonderful ex-girlfriends. That's right. Yeah. Complimented my black lipstick, and I almost—I I just, you know, almost goth fainted on the spot. It was like the most uh, expe- exceptional moment. Oh, I can imagine. By the queen. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Like of all people. Oh, yeah. Jeez. So, uh, that was, that's that's uh, my 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 big brag. <laughs> <laughs> that's the big brag of Hollywood. Not working with Whippy Goldberg or anything like that, you know. Oh no, that was a big big like. Come on, man. I'm I'm also hovering in that Star Trek section of your store. Ah, uh, like yes. I, when, I'm, when I'm in trouble in my life, I like hold like a little whoopee doll and like pet the top of the hat. Yeah. It's, like the worry stone. Pretend she's serving you a drink. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that was that was a big thing on Loiter Squad. I had like a um, Whoopi Goldberg on my desk and like a few other action figures and mm-hmm. like um, the the night custodian would redecorate my desk and it was very sweet oh <laughs> have, like little toy setups that's awesome and like little messages in espanol it was adorable was that now in atlanta no that's um all that that was all in la that was all in la okay gotcha yeah, yeah. that was like all the all the uh uh golf wing uh odd future kids are all la based oh cool uh, red. yep nice Wait, so what is, what's the deal? Like, what do, what do you usually talk about then? Like, if you're, if you're out here solo? Uh, so a lot of time it's the game that is, uh, you know, people are commenting or watching and I'm kind of playing it. So I'm kind of going along with them or watching movies. We do the same thing for, we'll do sh- uh, like, you know, um, Joe Bob Briggs. Everybody has like a shutter account. So we'll sit down at the same yeah. time and watch like the last drive in and just comment. Oh, that's a good move. That's yeah. A really good move. So that way on Friday night, like everybody's talking in the discord, but you can also go to Twitter and it's also live. So you feel like you're getting this huge like 
live movie experience and it's cool not knowing the movie until like it starts which i think is really neat you know oh the joe bob movie yeah, yeah everybody's going in at nine o'clock and you know you're gonna see two horror movies and it might be like a super disturbing 60s horror film that not everybody can watch or a brand new film to shutter that um our, our good friend from the show aaron just released scare package 2 uh and he did scare package 1 that's how they premiered it was on shutter on the joe bob drive-in thing which is really cool so I haven't, I've been keeping up with Joe Bob in a minute, but like, I love him. Like I literally like when I, I like, I, I, I did a deep dive on some old YouTubes of him and I was just like, wow, mm-hmm. like I have, a lot of, um, I, have, I have issues with rednecks. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> like, he's really, really, really handsome. <laughs> he's so adorable, but you know what I mean? Like he was just like, oh, swoon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I was watching the stand and who shows up in the first episode, Joe Bob Briggs. Yeah, he he's has a the, nice little cameo in there. There's also a nice Sam Raimi cameo. I yes. Think John is in there. Is there a Dante? I think there might be a Joe Dante as well. Like Joe Dante. Yeah. I was kind of... Am I making that one up? I can't remember exactly. What's there's that? So many, I said, am I, am I remembering a Joe Dante wrong? I feel like he should be there, but maybe he's not. Well, I mean, but he's I really good buddies with Mick Garris, so it would yeah, check out. Sam Raimi definitely like, like uh, plays, what's his name? Bobby Terry. That's like mm-hmm. famous. Yeah. <laughs> and what else like yeah yeah but the whole film is just chock full of of people but you like the one you did as well like there's so many people in that flick yeah show again we had we had uh what nine hours of uh of great people so yeah yeah that's cool so one's like six six hours or something yeah it's i'm confused because i think it was three nights but once you take away all the commercials Mm. right yeah i think the first one was like an hour and a half also the irony of of what i've been noticing from you which i think is so crazy um speaking of the stand and pandemics and people you know like dying around you then so yeah that was what 2014 you said you started working on that yeah so that's not even the 2020 yet so by the time you get to 2020 is 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 it already out on the uh, cbs streaming service um, okay, so we wrapped filming, like the majority of filming, like the week that everything was shutting down. Mm-hmm. And we were supposed to get like more footage of Las Vegas. And we're getting some of it as Las Vegas was really shutting down. And then so we were able to get like a lot of great footage that we wouldn't have been able to get in Vegas mm-hmm. like, because it was empty. Yeah. yeah. Then we came out at the very end of 2020. And uh, since we were airing weekly on CBS All Access, it aired into 2021 and then that streaming service immediately like got looped into paramount plus yeah now we're on paramount plus in america and i think it's something else in europe i think it's part of amazon i forget exactly what yeah i did see it on uh, on amazon but it was one of those things like watch the first two episodes and then you buy kind of thing and then it's also available like if people just want to watch the first episode i think that shows quite a bit on um pluto oh on the pluto streamer Nice. Yeah, it's it was crazy because when the stand first came out, I really realized like how hardcore the streaming wars were because like, you know, I have family like all over the country, all over the world. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to like give them directions on how to download. You know, the <laughs> I can only imagine how, like, you know, I literally was buying like best guy buy gift cards for family members and then like doing like entire Zoom calls where I'm helping them like, you know, uh, download the streaming service yeah and like getting the passwords in getting the credit cards in because you know not if you're in your like I, my retired uncle who's like you know a former surgeon he's still like not great at like okay what's the difference between apple plus right and apple TV? you know what i mean there's just like a lot to keep up with yes but i really i was like helping him with all that and then like we they started streaming the show and it kept on um freezing mm-hmm. because they're, it's not like Netflix where like they just keep on going with like really bad quality. Like CBS All Access would just like freeze. And they're like, what are you with the episode? And I just felt like I I had like this like, oh my gosh, like I have to like make a better stream for my family to watch this <laughs> It's like, it's not good enough that we wrote it and produced it and like yeah. worked on the pandemic and made it through all the different hurdles. It's like, oh, sure. the streaming, this, the actual signal, you know? Yeah, like, just, I'll mail you an Ethernet cord just so you can plug in and straight from the router. Yeah, it literally was getting like that. Like, it was wild. So, Ouch. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I know people that would work on um, Quibi shows. Do you remember Quibi? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those I poor people. I a couple of Quibi bullets because, like, people were telling me, like, yeah, you know, you can 
you know, get some quick money on this one. And I was just like, mm, I don't get the idea. And I never really like got a meeting. And um, and then it was like already canceled by the time like, yeah. you know, like it was getting like their checks for it. And I missed I missed the check line. <laughs> right. Yeah. They passed out the Quibi checks. It's no more. There was a few weird services like that. Like there was one called like Black Pill. There's like all these services where people like made content that just kind of like disappeared. Or it's like I had a lot of friends who worked at Machinima and had did like movies Dude. and shows. That and they just all disappeared yeah i had friends at machinima too and they just spread like dragon balls all around the world like well that's done yeah it's like unless you happen to have it saved on a hard drive yourself it's like you know yeah and it's yeah and the weird thing about quibi was that it was filmed in that format so you can't even take the content and put it anywhere without looking at it all weird you know yeah yeah there's a lot of again we're in the streaming wars man there's there's gonna be some experiments here yeah so we got rick kosick <laughs> oh, in the wow. chat Wait, we've got a special guest in the chat, Rick Kosick. Hey! My, my supportive friend, Rick Kosick. Like yesterday, he literally called me. He's like, "Chill, you're doing more internet stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm happy you should, you're doing this." And I was, I because I was getting shy again. And right before I went back in my little shell, Rick pulled me out. So That's awesome. A round of applause for Rick <laughs> there. <laughs> you know you did it, Rick. You were like, "Come on, Jill, come on, you can do this." Yeah, he worked with me on Loiter Squad. Oh yeah, so nice. I think our best moment was on Halloween when I was dressed in Batman. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my God. Is that filmed? Can we look, can we see that? Is that something? Probably. I think we, I think I probably have footage of that somewhere. But yeah. Anyway, we, we, we had fun. We had laughs. <laughs> Cause again, I've, I've figured out in my career. I want so many different things. Like I want the product to be good. I want it to be profitable so I can keep on making products. Absolutely. But I want to have fun along the way because it really is about the journey. It really is. Yes, just meeting <laughs> great people. Actually, it's like what I'm saying. It's like, you know, you work so hard on the project. It's like, oh, my uncle that wanted me to be a doctor. I can't play the TV show <laughs> for him. that I like am doing good. Right. <laughs> I have to make this happen for you. Yes. Well, that's rad. Yeah. And you worked on some other projects. You got a bad grandpa on there. That's cool. That's another one that Rick Kosick will remember. Oh, yeah? Ricky <laughs> <laughs> in the chat. Thank you, Rick. I got um, Eric Preston in the chat, too. He says, hey, Jill and Horror Guy. Hello, hello. Eric Preston. I know him. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I was uh, I went undercover as a pageant reporter in Bad Grandpa. That was fun. I, um, we pranked for two days, like all these these poor kids, like brought all their talent to a fake talent show that was just set up so that we could prank um, them with Johnny Knoxville. And because I'd worked with them quite a bit, I was like undercover as like the, hey, I can like go around all these girls and their parents and like gain their trust. But also when they're starting to look at like the old man kind of weird and asking questions, I'm like, actually, can I, let's, I can't hear you in here. Let's go talk in the next room. And then it's like, we put a bag over their head. Uh -huh. and like drag them away so they don't like tell everybody else that things are going. Oh my know, God, that's crazy. People. <laughs> yeah, so we, I mean, we don't actually put a bag over the head, but you know, yeah. we, just, we, we drag them away. And, well, I love that you are the one picked for like, you know what? You have the kindest face. You're going to gain their trust and uh, dash their dreams whenever they realize their talents aren't actually. But they, well, if they sign this waiver. Dream, all they wanted to do was be on TV and right. see John Knoxville. And so, like, you know, like, there was out. really a couple kids who were like, oh, is that Johnny Knoxville? And I was like, who? What? You're right. Wait. Let me go ask this guy over here. Come with me real quick. And it's like, shut up. <laughs> the program. Oh, that's but great. Yeah, it's good times. Nice. Um, so I saw I went back in your YouTube um, and I saw and it's so funny because you kind of did the same thing that I did. Uh, you get the 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 access to the horror theme parks. So like Halloween Horror Nights, you get to go behind the scenes and film like during the houses and stuff. They allow you. Um I saw I one windows, really I like I've I've always preferred to just kind of sneak it because like doing all the lights on tours it's like oh the worst typically jumping at you but me I like was keeping like a really small uh what was that was it Canon S100 like yeah down, like right here and nobody really noticed I was holding it oh so that's like, rad yeah. uh so I, they do a thing for my podcast for the everyday selling podcast here in Orlando for the Orlando one uh they invite me out and they have like the I guess the premiere night and they do a thing yeah. where they put you in an area and they give you a bunch of drinks or whatever. And they show you all the, the people that are in charge. And then they let you film going through the houses. So it's like day, yeah. like lights and everything. And they know, okay, these people are allowed to go in with their cameras and stuff. So I saw that on your page and I was like, oh man, that's, that's pretty great that you've already have experience from that from like 2013. 
was so there was one that was like uh they were we were like survivor horror girls going to uh Knott's Berry Farm. <laughs> oh yeah, we just decided to do like 80s theme characters where it's like let's just pretend that like, you know, each of us is a fun character for the night. And yeah. it was like their nerdy one who should be a little bit too smart for the to to fall for ghosts and the supernatural and then like my friend was a popular one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, I I um I like to have a good time. Absolutely, yeah. As I say, like you just have like so many fun projects all around and stuff. So is there? Uh... I, you know, it's just like I'm. I love a theme party. I love a um excuse to get together. Because again, we could have just zoomed about this, you and I, about like whatever we're doing. But it's like, look, if if we could even bring Rick a smile to Rick Cossack's face for just a second, right? We've already done. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I I again, I want to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's what I learned from pandemic. It's like, you got to make your own fun at home. You got to make your own bread. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No, and it's crazy, too, because I've been trying for this uh, the, the show and the podcast. Like, I've been doing it solo for so long. I, I created the, uh, the the first podcast for Bloody Disgusting uh, back in 06, which is that's dating me. Um, and, you know, it was fun. And then we moved it to Wizard World. Uh, and then Wizard World closed and folded up. So there's no more of those shows. Wizard Magazine. Do you remember Wizard Magazine? They were like, uh, it was like a comic book uh, price grading. It's like a Wizard Con was part of all that, right? Yes. Yes. So the magazine wasn't selling because it was just a hard time for, you know, magazines to sell. So they just said, well, stick to the the convention thing. And then just, you know, money. (laughs) They never paid. And then they they ended up folding. Um, That's what I'm saying. You got to make a profit. Otherwise, like, you know. Yeah. What's what's it for? Yeah, the world's a business. It's like there's a whole speech about it in network that I found to be one of the truest things. It's Damn like- Skippy. Yeah. So, yeah. So I've been doing talking heads for a while, but I've been meeting like, a lot of really great people I've had on the show. But, yeah, I want to do things with another, uh, you know, somebody else and like kind of like work off stuff. So if we have topics and like you said, things to talk about, you know, it's it's a lot easier. And man, an hour goes by like that for shows and stuff. So. Okay. We'll have fun with this. It'll be good. What else? You tell we us in chat to... right now. Let us know. Would you listen to something mutants and monsters that you would like to see? And then, yeah, like I'm down to like uh, do group screenings of things. Like, can you can you pull clips and play things already? Uh, I I can bring up YouTube and just play things. Are you talking about like right now or like well, later yeah, on? Like, well, we were talking about the Casey Jones trailer. Oh, okay. yeah, I can definitely pull that up. Yes. That was a Vimeo, though. Uh, yeah, I can still bring it up. Uh, let's see. I mean, just to show it off, I'm, we're not going to make sure anybody is like cutting this and, and make a profit off it. Jason, no, no, I mean, that's the thing. Like Jason Eisner just put that out like the other day, like today. So. Right. Yeah. And besides, right now we're plugging his current project, uh, Kids and Aliens. Yes. Kids and Aliens. Kids and Aliens yes. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have like a note sheet or a teleprompter in front of me, but like I really want. I haven't even seen that yet. I haven't watched it either, but yeah. I do show jason's first feature all the time around christmas time in the mutants and monsters discord and stream it out do you know what that is uh hobo with a shotgun before hobo second? with a shotgun it's what got him the role for hobo with a shotgun what, what is the first one treevenge oh i haven't seen treevenge so treevenge is a short 15 minute film where christmas trees uh, strike back so everybody's cutting them down and stuff. So say no more, fam. Say no more. Yeah, and, <laughs> and let's just say Jason does very Jason things, where it's like he's not gonna. They're not gonna go there. They, yeah, they fucking went there. Oh my god. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like that's what I want. Like a very specific flavor from somebody. You know, it's like I hate anybody that like dilutes the flavor. It's like Jason right. Eisner makes sriracha kind of movies. Let him be spicy. Absolutely, very <laughs> yeah. spicy. Speaking of, we have the so he's trying to pitch. Oh, he pitched this this one to who? Was it Warner Brothers or who owns Paramount? Paramount. Yeah, yeah, the Casey Jones side story. So he put this little reel together. So yeah, this is typical. Is he make a really cool rip reel that obviously he didn't do like in half an hour? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, like, exactly. That's a lot of content. Are longer of work, and then it's like you go in, you pitch, you do the big thing, mm-hmm. and then there. Yeah, maybe. And then nobody calls. <laughs> yeah. And then thus the process. And then he goes and makes other films, luckily, because he's very talented and very determined. But I'm just saying, mm-hmm. uh, this is why I've been on the hunt for money for filmmaking, because I want to just be able to, like, right. pipeline of movies all the time. Like, <laughs> get them done, get them low budget, like, 
ship them out. Absolutely. Revenge out. You know? Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's the thing. Revenge, I think, was a labor of love in, in Canada where he just made it and was just like, hey, like, you got to do that hardcore indie thing, make a short. And that's what I think Robert Rodriguez got it. And that's when Robert and then he's like, that his, was that his route? I didn't realize that because no, well, he just told me that the way he did Kids and Aliens, like I, I met I met up uh, there. There was a thing. Oh, yeah. I saw, I saw him recently and he was saying that uh, he filmed Kids and Aliens at his parents house, like his actual childhood home. Oh, that's crazy. Man, Holt, save that budget, right? <laughs> it's smart, man. It's really, really smart. So, yeah. So can you tell us? How, how does one all this like get in? Like, how did you what happened? What was the process for the stand? Like, how did you go from loiter squad, uh, bad grandpa? And then how did you find yourself in that? Well, again, there's it's it's always a crooked, winding, uh, sneaky path. I'm very like good at um, picking locks and finding back doors. And sure. Yeah. You have in this particular case, I uh, had a horror script that I was uh Counting around everywhere, and I was sort of getting some attention with that, but it's still like, oh, it's not getting made, it's not getting sold, I'm not necessarily getting any other writing jobs. Yeah. And then, so a friend of mine actually got the writing job to write the stand as a feature for Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. and I was like, anything you need, man, that's like my favorite book ever. I'll help you break down the book. I'll help you, like, you know, just like shoot the shit with me. Tell me like yeah. what it's supposed to be. And so the pitch was already like what Warner Brothers bought was that they wanted to do it nonlinear. They were like, you know, just figure out how to get get it done in like a less than three hour kind of like epic movie version. Mm-hmm. So we did like a big breakdown for the script and what it was like a three or four month writing process. And uh, yeah, it's it was right around the time that the studio system was no longer financing big 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 budget movies like it was like right when like things like jupiter ascending weren't doing well for warner brothers right and so so, um i think jupiter ascending and then uh what was the tom cruise movie uh edge of tomorrow edge of tomorrow yeah Uh, both of those were like losing money and so they started wanting everything to be like an annabelle Mm -hmm. you know like a budget movie and so that would be like the note they'd be like this is great this is incredible can you make it more like annabelle and you'd have to like sit there and be like there's not a talking doll anywhere in this right yeah <laughs> it's all about the post-apocalypse and yeah. how are we gonna like take all these multiple characters and their their important journeys and stories and sagas and turn it into like a very small contained blumhouse kind of lower budget thing because that's like the right thing I, number one thing i learned over the course of all of this is like how expensive every single location is every single actor every single moment of shooting yeah and then having like well that whole big cool action scene we wrote can't afford it yeah it'd be all inside this one room now and it's like interesting i mean again it's like it's it's the new challenge it's like everything's a challenge so yeah you just kind of break down like these eight scenes that have a lot of budget to them and go we can only do two of these so we got to hold on to two (laughs) well that's the thing and it's like at that point you have to think about really hard about like okay what's the intent of this entire thing What's the like, you know, best way to like get the core of the story beats that you need, like, and then still make this cool. It's like, it's, it's just honestly like a constant compromise slash like creative process where you're just trying to figure out the best way to do it. And speaking of Robert Rodriguez, mm-hmm. it's like reading his books and like seeing how he always is like, no, it's just all creative. Yeah. Even James, Cameron, like, you know, the, the filmmakers who have more money in the world to make whatever they want, like it's constant problem solving and figuring out how to do something cool. Absolutely. Yeah. I've seen some of the best stuff come from the people that have the least, least money. I mean, like that's that, that's that evil dead thing, right? Like yes. Sam Raimi had nothing yeah. and it's still yeah, a legacy. Put the camera on a damn board and like float it, you know, and do something really, really cool. You mm-hmm. know? So, like, luckily, you, so you said you have that script, you have a horror movie that is like your horror movie that you've been pitching. Oh, I've got, I've got, I've got several, several. I'm always, I'm like a vacuum salesman. I'm like always yes. like pitching something. I love that. <laughs> like, <right now. laughs> I try. I'm. Um. I've been working on getting a movie made in the Philippines for like the past three years, and mm-hmm. so like that's closer uh, to getting made. Which I feel like I can point on the globe. It's, <laughs> it's right kind of, over. Yeah. Here, but yeah, uh, that's been a challenge to figure out in the middle of the pandemic because they had the longest lockdown in the world. Uh, so are you and stuck over there? Huh? Were you? Um, st- I was over there uh, right after I wrapped my episodes of The Stand in February 2020. I went to the Philippines and like was planning on staying there for months to get things sorted out. But then 
the pandemic started getting weird. So I left around like March 13. So I was there like about like 18 days, had like crazy experiences, like scouting and like meeting with people and figuring out the ins and outs of like shooting something the Hollywood way yeah. in the Philippines because everybody speaks English, but it's just like a completely different production process. But anyway, so I was figuring that out. Then the pandemic happened. And so I was like figuring that remotely over Zoom all of this time and mm -hmm. then uh, went back last year uh, and started doing more pre-production. And then now, you know, we're getting ready to either sh probably shoot like a lot of location stuff there. Or we might shoot on set someplace else as well. This, again, it's like uh, when I was on the stand, we were supposed to be shooting in Las Vegas and we were driving through this crazy blizzard in Canada to get to like a hotel that we were pretending was Las Vegas. And it was just, nobody knows that that's what happened. You know? Yeah. Like nobody knows that we're all standing there freezing our asses off in the middle of a blizzard. Oh my and God. And then go inside this like Vegas, Vegas hotel. And there's like, you know, a fake uh, de debaucherous orgy going on because it's like Randall Flagg's Vegas. Right. Yeah. Like, literal bloodbaths and pools and stuff. And it's just like, okay, we're all freezing because it's Canada. Oh, in the middle. no, God. And, you know, it just made me think I'm like, maybe I could figure out how to make movies someplace tropical. And like, you know, <laughs> everybody goes to Canada and all these other places because like, oh, you save like, you know, 20% of your budget or 30% of your budget. I'm like, mm, the Philippines, I can get like, you know, 10 times the budget or something. Absolutely. So I, just, I know. I my schemes and scams. Yeah, I think I don't know if it was the Philippines or not, but I know um, Seth Green, Breckenmeyer and a buddy of mine. They all made a movie out there and he said it was the best time of his life making anything. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Adventure, man. A fortune and glory, adventure. It's like these are all the reasons we get into art. Yeah. So I'm trying for it, man. And like exotic animals and stuff like that. Like the the, the yeah. stuff that's out there compared to here. Or like here, there's you so much. What? You just saw, I just put up some stuff on my Instagram of me petting like a black leopard. And that's like not like uh, naturally uh, in the Philippines. That's like, you know, Oh, it's okay. Well, that's, that's an exotic animal collector, as we learned about in the Tiger King. Like, yeah. they're not all Joe Exotic. Like, some people right. are just... To me, it's like, oh, I, I always loved the Adams Family and how they just had, like, lions running around the house. And it's like, that's kind of uh, the friends that I made in the Philippines. Yeah, that's so people. rad. They they have their exotic animals. So Very nice. And I'm trying... I, I always have, like, pages of my script where I'm like, we can maybe fit some of these exotic animals in, but it's not like what I lead with, you know, like mm -hmm. I'm talking at, I'm not like, by the way, would you be comfortable acting with a white lion? But that's like, <laughs> you know, way, way down the line. I'm like, what if, you know? Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm still not entirely sure if I'm comfortable. Uh, sure. With, 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 uh, yeah. I had the experience of met, I met everything. We'll see. I mean, this is my skin. I'm not trying to get those claw marks. God, that's all I could keep thinking about when I saw that. I was like, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. <laughs> I just really, I, that's where I was. I was just like, man, I really love my fingers. Like, I so love, like, having fingers. That yeah. I'm super keen to pet this thing. You know? man, right, sure. Yeah. All right, Jill. So I ask everybody on the show that I have on this question. Um, do you have a favorite Halloween memory? Something from your childhood or something that kind of gravitated you to, towards uh horror like was it halloween did you have too many and uh, many of those um my gosh my actual favorite halloween memory there was a really good halloween where i was finally old enough to not go trick-or-treating with my, my parents mm -hmm. and i went out with my friends and i was super excited because i had dressed up as a star from the lost boys and everybody thought i was a gypsy with glasses you know because like yeah. how would they know that like this little girl with glasses thought that she was star from the lost boy <laughs> i knew i was and i even had like she never wore fangs in the movie but like you know i was like mm, this makes her more sort of more but, vampy you know, like, I yeah really have i think i had like a flowery skirt or something because like my ability to get costumes as a child was like pretty weak sure yeah so anyway, that that was a banner one but it's like it's the kind of thing where it's like if you saw a picture of it it would be really sad but luckily my parents didn't care and didn't take a photo but yeah, it, in my head, it was fantastic. And it was like one a really good haul Halloween too. Yeah. I remember we like a subdivision of condos where nobody was prepared for us. Like they weren't ready for kids to come trick-or-treating. And so we just got such random stuff, like where we got like 
yogurts. Right. And like, well, sodas? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, sodas, like some canned goods, like whatever. You know, just a haul. It was like a really good haul. And then like I was super into Red Hot, so we got a lot of Red Hot. So yeah, that's nice. Not, there's not really, like really a beginning, middle, and end of that story, but yeah. there was some character and there's some product placement. That's right. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> See? <just> content. <laughs> Making it happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that was a good one. How about you? Um, I for some reason I always go back to like the, the the worst memory for Halloween as a kid for me. It wasn't like even that bad, but for some reason I think it's like Sam Hain took over my body. I was like, you know, when the sun's about to go down. Uh, you know, kids, people are getting ready to go trick or treating. It's not nobody's out just yet, but they're getting ready to. And I think I'm on my bike, and I'm like, I, I start swerving with my bike, and for some reason I don't know why I would never do this normally, but I closed my eyes. I rode my bike with my eyes closed and I think the bike veered off into where the sewer gutter area is. And I just nailed it and flipped over the front of my, my handle rails and flipped and hit the sidewalk. And I was like, what the hell just happened? Like, why would I do that? And I'm like, it could only be the power of Halloween that did it. To me. Uh, that is Pennywise trying to get you. That's, right. Uh, Michael Myers trying to get you. It's, there's a lot of things in the sewer. You don't want to. No, absolutely. Yeah, no, man. Ninja, Ninja Turtles might have come to your rescue, but they didn't. Mm -hmm. No, you're right. Yeah, they grab or Pennywise grab my ankle, pull me in. I don't know, or steal my bike. But I remember my mom yelling at me, like she like came out of the house like half dressed in her costume, going to a Halloween party, and she's like, "What are you doing out here? Like, get in here!" And I'm like, "I just closed my eyes and hit the drain." She's like, "What are you?" That's really cool. Like, I never actually like lived anywhere where the adults all got dressed up too. Like, my parents weren't into it. Yeah. But it's whenever I watch like Hocus Pocus and like <sighs> everybody in the entire town is party Halloween style. Like, yeah. That's kind of the way it is in LA, and I love that. That's I like, know. Yeah, in florida too like it's getting you know people halloween's getting to be a major major american event and yeah I, I love it. it's almost trumping <laughs> christmas you know what i mean like i feel like people will go out and buy decorations for halloween and not so much for christmas i mean i genuinely started decorating christmas day after halloween this year because i was like i can't take it <laughs> I, need, <laughs> I, need, I need the christmas i need life. the shift the withdrawal from halloween is so intense for me i'm like just go right into christmas lights jill you're fine like, yeah put up Get some some uh, candy cane. You just have to rip that Band-Aid off hard. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> like, really and truly, my favorite thing about being me is that, like, Halloween season literally starts, like, August or something for me. You're correct, yes. That's when, like, the haunts start opening up, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it's like, it's, like, still so sweltering hot, but it's like, oh, Halloween Horror Nights is open. Right, That's we'll figure open. it out. Yeah, we're, we're at it. Like you know, to get get serious, get costumes <laughs> ready. You know. Yeah, and horror. All I feel like also kind of starts trickling out more so around then because you have your spring horror. Yeah. You know that doesn't really. They don't know where a place to put it. But then yeah, right after the big blockbusters start kind of yeah, weaning we are, down. We are in the horror uh, time of our lives right now. It's like there's so much good horror out. There's like Stranger Things is breeding a whole new era of horror fans. Absolutely. Like, there's. Look at it. I, I All, still tell, like, it's like Wednesday, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like Bly Manor, House on Haunted Hill, or Haunting. Yeah, Coke Bear. Coke Bear, I don't know <laughs> if that's, like, exactly horror. I literally, like, haven't seen it yet. And, yeah. Like, it's pretty horror of a premise, you know? It's, oh, like, yeah. pretty jolly. I mean, so. right, if you think about it, it's one of those, uh, you know, tacky, giant monster, you know, like the shark, Sharknado or something. But it's, it's well, a, they spend a lot on, on the on the Coco me, though. They spend a lot on it. Right. It's a very expensive CG bear. I think he might be the bear from The Revenant. Yes, right. Yeah, they, they got the same one. It's kind of crazy. But when you have Elizabeth Banks backing it, so yeah, it's. He always been in him. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Was he in the bear? He was in a horse. I can't remember anymore. Who's that? In uh, in the Revenant. I remember exactly the plot. Uh, I oh God, yeah, I forget. He, man, it's like not a movie that like is a revisit. Right. You <laughs> see it once. You see Leonardo DiCaprio like dug in the mud with that giant I bear. I try to watch it later and just be like, how am I feeling about the Revenant in 2023? It's yeah. Like, on a wintry night like this, am I enjoying this? I might. Yeah. I'll try it. Sure. <laughs> it's, 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 I, I'm the oh, same way I'm too. Never we'll think of some fun segments we can do recurring and like maybe should we put like a a topics in the discord where people could throw ideas in or something absolutely yeah cool yeah me i'm like i want to do things where it's like ai or real because shit's getting so weird so fucking fast dude the like, ai like, is nuts 
Well, I'm like all up on mid journey and like all these different mid journey like groups. And it's mm-hmm. like, did you see the one where it's like um, animated Lost Boys? Like, where is as if there was like an 80s animated version of Lost Boys? Oh, is it like, like a cartoon or a CGI thing? No, it's, it's, it's an actual AI like fake out. Oh, yeah. But, but they, but the images they generated are so like on, uh, they look real. Like it's, it's insane. You just have to look like well, closely like at teeth. Well, there's like the ones where it's like completely photo real, but this one's like a cartoon generated. So that's what's really cool about the AI. It's yeah. Like, you can do anything. You can ask for the cartoon version and like use the right prompts. It's there. Yeah. I was thinking about that too with, uh, you know, like Jason's pitch for, uh, Casey Jones. Uh, I was thinking like, for Hollywood, that's great because you could generate AI and show the studio exactly what your thing would look like through AI. And yeah. then once once they give the go ahead, then you get a real artist to come through and you pay a real artist to then bring that to life rather than continuing using the AI generated thing. You know, it helps makes project move a little faster, I think. So that's an, yeah, that's, that's AI generated art. Yeah. Wow. Like, it's honestly amazing. Like, this Michael is so sick. Like, yeah. like <laughs> Chalamet, like, and then she's like, a, yeah, I mean, th- again, it's like, it's one thing to do a um, a cartoon version, but the ones that are super photo real really boggle my mind. Yeah, it's kind of like nuts. A little test where it's like, hey, everybody, did, did this actually happen or not? Right. I need to know, confirm this is real. Like, yeah, so we should definitely got, do an AI or, or real or not. <laughs> yeah. I've got like various ideas. Uh, I'll read people's fortunes if they like. Oh yeah. Uh, we get okay. To, we, get to, we get to do questions. I could like we answer could do questions that. from a crystal ball. You have a crystal ball? Um, Why do you have a crystal ball? Oh yeah. Because <laughs> I, I wanna make my fortune. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Miss Cleo, she didn't she didn't she didn't I'm 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 out here hustling. Right. She knew. She knew what to do, man. <laughs> honest honest ways of making a living. Call me now. Right. Those people just waited. <laughs> they just kept those minutes going. You know, like, like, well, let's, let's look into it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Cool. And then also, uh, Megacon, we're talking about, like, uh, I'm, I'm flying out for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you're going any of the days, have you I, been before? I haven't been before. I have, I've been going to Megacon since like two. Look at you. I oh, honey. <laughs> right. Yeah. Darling. Let me tell you about early Megacon. Um, no, yeah, I, I went, I went in like 1999, um, Wow, it's been going on that long. I didn't realize. Yeah, it's been around. It's uh, like like uh, what we were talking about previously. It's been passed around for a few hands, but now it's uh, Fan Expo now owns it. So it's kind of the same kind of. <laughs> Megacon's a hoe. Is Megacon's a hoe for show. Like. <laughs> All right, um, but yeah, I've never been before, and it looks cool. And then like the burgeoning horror scene of Orlando is like it's it's getting close to rivaling LA like yeah we have our bars I I filmed the craziest magic Michael Myers uh live show oh yeah I went to Christmas where all these Michael Myers came out in like Santa suits and then slowly (laughs) started unrobing and I was like, wow, I have a new problem. Like, I don't know <laughs> and then it's like, there's like a Jason up on stage, like, like all this stuff where it's like, wow, the nun from, from, uh, the nun, the nun. <laughs> for me now. And this is like my thing. I'm like, what, is, what's happening? Like I've, I've, you find out all kinds of things about yourself when you go to these events. Yeah. Was that, was it a, was a convention or was that cocktails and well, screams? As cocktails and screams in Orlando, which is quite the place. Yeah. So it's like it's it's interesting to me because like going to where I met you, Gods and Monsters is a whole thing, mm-hmm. and then you vault in the back, and it's just like there's just more and more. I mean, again, it's it's a tourist trap. I get it. Like, right. California has tourist trappings. Orlando is a big old swamp tourist trap. Yeah. Like, absolutely. <laughs> and then what? There's like the new. Uh, Thing in Vegas is opening up. It's like we're it's a it's a horror world. Oh, they're right. They have a Halloween Horror Nights <laughs> thing in Vegas. Eli Roth had a Halloween thing or a horror thing at one of the. That didn't, that didn't last. The that didn't last. The Goraporium. So, yeah. Uh, but still, the the appetite's there. Absolutely, and and like look out over in California, they have like that Star Wars bar. But I think there's also like some horror stores opening up too out there. Or they, there's a oh, few yeah. actually. Oh, like so twelve. I run through the Mystic Museum. Yes. Dark these books. Mm-hmm. There is. Uh, what else am I forgetting off the top of my head? There, yeah. There's a lot of like standing horror stuff. There's Beetle House, which is like mm-hmm. a Tim Burton. Uh, sort of uh, bar in Hollywood, and then as you mentioned, uh, Scum and Villainy Cantina. Yeah, I love a theme. I love. I, right. I, I want to go to a bar, and there's like something going on, like whether it's a country western bar or like karaoke bar. Like, give me, 
give me something extra an extra layer yeah <laughs> and just boring ass bar yeah no there's a lot I mean, of things yeah, boring, boring quiet is fine but sometimes you want to like you know michael myers like what what you got over there what you packing right yeah and coming <laughs> soon ones, michael come on yeah did you so there's a there's a rumor going around i don't know if you've heard this um universal's opening up a new park here in orlando um it's going to be kind of like you ever go to islands of adventure uh-huh. um each island's kind of a different thing one of the islands that this new theme park epic universe is what they're calling it it's kind of like the same thing they have different properties for different areas yeah. one of them is going there's rumored to be universal monsters so i don't I've, even think that's a rumor anymore i think like that is like out in public like again yeah. i have to like sometimes check and be like what am i I'm telling you, man, I ha- I was holding a lot of secrets for a while. Now, right. Yeah, well, that's why I say I still say it today as a rumor, just in case. That's confirmed. That's confirmed. OK, gotcha. Yeah, that the, oh, the nice. Dracula's castle is supposed to rival Cinderella's castle is a big black castle. How fucking cool I, I, is that? I've got, I've got some intel on that one. That one's dope. Yeah. 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 The Bollywood Star Wars looked super convincing. Yes. Oh, yeah. I've seen some that like they put like Peter Cushing and uh, Vincent Price and it's like this green haunted um, like haunted mansion lighting to it. And it's just AI art that looks like it's like a made up uh, hammer horror film. And I'm like, oh, it looks yeah. so good. Yeah, I, I like where this is all going. I mean, again, it's happening so fast. Like, it, like, what was it like around this time last year? Like the Dolly art was like really terrible, you know, like the right. first like art was like, oh, that's sweet. Like the AI is trying. <laughs> Now it's I, I there was some test I saw on like um, Instagram where it's like, hey, are these chicks at this party that are all blonde and really busty real or are they AI generated? And that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's like I feel like we all need to like just as like a support group for mm-hmm. me, like I kind of want to do like questions like that on something like this where it's like, hey, can we have a support group about how real this AI looks at this moment? Because this is happening so fast. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like this <laughs> stuff is moving. This. Yeah, yeah. let's get the input from the community. Yeah, we'll have a lot more things, uh, you know, ideas. Yeah. Put, we'll- it on the, put it on the monsters and uh, and mutants Discord. Absolutely, and then we'll share stuff back and forth. Uh, so if you come back to Orlando, we'll do MegaCon. We'll get footage out there, meet some people, and and walk around. And I mean, if you haven't been, have you been to a convention like a comic book convention? Child, I've been at a comic book convention. You've never been to MegaCon. I'm finding out. I've not been to MegaCon. I've been to San Diego Comic Con. I live in Los Angeles. I was going to say, that's like the con. Don't don't ever like, what's, oh my gosh, there's a lot of sweaty people in here. I know what it is. (laughs) I know what it is. I know, like, I might be wearing a mask still, though, because it's like, Orlando is one of the sweatiest places on earth. Tell me about it. And then you put it you put a, a black t-shirt fan in the <laughs> environment laden with bags full of uh of their swag of merch yeah so, no anytime i look at walt disney world spraying essential oils at my friends yeah god <laughs> good to see you <laughs> i will elbow shake you right now yes oh, but, i love people but the smells my god i turn into smith yeah <laughs> <laughs> right i need yeah a smell but yes, oh. uh, the the costumes there are amazing, though. It's just like out in L.A. for comp. So. Oh, yeah. That's another thing about Orlando. Like, the cosplay lifestyle Huge. is a full-on, like, we, I'm not switching out of my fox costume. This is who I am. I identify as, like, right, know, yeah. a fairy fox or whatever now. Like, it's, and again, no shame, do you? Nah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I, but it's, like, exciting. I'm just like, wow, I'm, like, not even at all weird here. Sometimes. Right. You're just like, wow, like, we're I'm here. No, I just like saw a bunch of like girls at Target on like a Thursday, all dressed in like you know, gothic Lolita Japanese schoolgirl outfits, and it's mm-hmm. just like, I don't know where you're going, but you're gonna have a great time. Yeah, so everybody else there. You know? <laughs> this is just our <laughs> style now. Thrilled, thrilled to see you girls show up. You yeah, know? It's, that's great. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, the Orlando's is it's for the longest time I feel like Orlando wanted to be. Huh? You must you must see it at the store, like just like the weird tree. Oh yeah. Well, people feel like they 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 want to come to to the shop in costume, so they'll show up yeah. like in costume. But we give you a discount. Like if you show up in costume, we give you a discount. So same thing in the bar too. So show Nicely up in costume. Done. Well, that's that's easy. I usually have like one to two disguises on me. <laughs> yeah. I know. I was like, you ninja in and almost ninjaed out. Like I barely even knew you were there. Well, yeah. It's it's the way. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be fast. That's right. Um, so, anything else, Jill? You want to talk about? I don't know. 
I'm just like getting used to twitching. Like, yeah. Anyone? There's people on the stream chat. Um, I can't I'm wait glad. to see the con videos. Oh yeah, we'll have a collage. I'm excited uh, that anyone watched it all, and it's it has been fun talking to you, Keenan. Do I call you? Keenan or horror guy? How, how do how I do I identify you? You can call me. Everybody calls me Keenan. It's totally fine. Uh, horror guy was just like a, a name I try to like adapt because I got it on oh, one yeah, social media yeah. thing. So I, I identify as Jill Kill, Jill Killington. There's all kinds of identification. Yeah, I think somebody said it in chat earlier. They were like Jill Killington and horror guy. Finally, and I was like, ah, it's kind of a nice little uh, ring to that's it. What I was like, I was like, let's just have a, t a chat about what to chat about and that's already our first chat and right that's, it's already been done all the content it's already been done but yeah and i'll make some cooler backgrounds as opposed to like you know generic world behind me hey there's space horror you're technically in event horizon oh, right now i love oh i watched that again recently that sam sam neil scares me man. he's terrifying right did you ever see oh, the yeah. exorcist where he's the president oh wait is he the president he's he, it's it's the exorcist no, it's Oh, the omen. Sorry, the oh, omen. The omen. The omen. The omen. I'm like, what? What? What are you talking about? No, it's like he's he's kind of proud history of horror, man. Possession and everything else. Like he's got those weird eyes. But I especially love Dead Calm. Like Dead Calm. Yeah. Oh yeah. So good. Even though he's like the hero, he's like he he goes really well either way. Where he's like a great villain mm -hmm. or a heroic villain. Like the way he's like kind of iffy in Jurassic Park. <laughs> right. You don't know whether to trust horror. him or not. You know what I mean? Like it's like he hates the kids. And they're hateable for sure. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I get it. Like, a weird guy. Yeah, he has a. The new Jurassic Park was coming out, and he was he was tweeting a lot with his geese, and he has like hen and and sheep. He has like a whole farm out in his like English backyard kind of thing. In real life. Yeah, so it's just like him and his like little geese, and he's like, "Hello, darling, how are you?" And he's like kissing it on the cheek, and just like for like you just said for us terrifying but then you see this serene like side of him and he's like i promise i'm a, I'm a nice man <laughs> i'm sure he is lovely especially you know everybody gets lovelier when they got jurassic park residuals hell yeah <laughs> man <laughs> like I, I know people don't get gift residuals but he deserves one for that one where he's like laying on the belly right yeah that's just <laughs> that one and, and was well, it actually uh, people do if you do like hit a really good animated gift you get your money you know like yes people like that like would it, get like and isn't that you know, crazy like we've we've gotten to a society where like your movies are fine but if your movie makes a gif then the younger generation just keeps using that gif and they want to see the thing that that gif is from you know i mean look we we all have to adapt you know <laughs> like, right. I'm like i will make it gifable i will make it entertaining like i'm all about it it's like i want funko pops i want the gifts yeah i want the memes i want the quotes it's like you know, everybody liked talking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it's like, that somehow was it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we're all like, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, everybody did their yeah. worst Arnold impressions and then moved on to yeah. their worst Austin Powers and then worst Bor a Borat. And it just kept going through, you know, it happens. We like to do impressions. We like to have something to talk about. It's just like, it's memes are the next level of that. Yeah. But I think you're right. It all comes down to fun. You can have fun horror. Out now there. we're we're TikToking and and slapping the things and you know it's like whatever whatever people are up on that's why again I was like I should probably try twitching and see what this is about mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> right get my feet back on the internet because I've been uh, quietly hiding behind my books but it's like you know it can't all be star logs but yeah we'll <laughs> we'll do some letters to the editor back in the eighties because this is what trips me out man is mm -hmm. like. The idea that you're so mad about something in a magazine, like it's so easy on Twitter to just be like, fuck that movie. Right. But it's like, you type it out and get a stamp. Right. Oh, yeah. And like, or handwritten. Just, you might write a handwritten letter and then you type it hilarious. out. God. You know, it's like whenever you see like old things where like they dump out the mailbag of like, oh, we got all these fans. Or it's like, oh, people are furious about Elvis's pelvis. Yeah. And Jim Morrison on, on the Ed Sullivan show. It's just like all that kind of stuff's fascinating to me. So it's like the fact that it's like these existing, because the internet like disappears so fast. <laughs> yeah, there's like, no record of it. This continues. Wow, that. I love that, that though. Interesting effect. Lol. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's like the, the world is changing quickly. It is. So, let's, let's you got to you got to hop on, right? Or else you'd be left behind, I kind need, of thing. I need support systems, and so it's like might as well make my therapy free. Absolutely. The way, hey, look at that! Somebody about this today on 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 uh, Instagram. I don't know if everybody else is getting like so many ads for therapy right now, or if, if 
Instagram thinks I'm going through something. Yeah. So no, there's a lot, a lot of podcasts I listen to do the online therapy thing. They'll say like, you know, like, Hey, there's somebody you can talk to. So like it, it comes through everywhere. It does speak of a certain loneliness to go on to these things. Right. Like, absolutely. My online friends to talk to, but here, oh. we're here for Yes. And I am setting up the Miss Cleo number. So like, right. In. Yeah, we will make call it so you can call girl. in if anything, we'll make it so that there will be a number that people can call and leave a message. So when we do the show, we can play the messages and then oh, answer them. I'll, I'll ask them their favorite scary movie. Yes. <laughs> I do love that you literally, though, like you had been hiding from social media and then you literally were like, Jump in. Let's do it. Let's go on Twitch and everything. Because you were like, wait, how do I shout this out? Like, what links do I need? Let's do it. All right. Today's the day. <laughs> you know, like, whatever. Like, yeah. Let's let's do it live. Right. Yeah, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely be doing some <laughs> stuff soon. I like talking with you, and I like talking to all the people. Dinosaur Dreams, this one's for you. Uh, Livewire Pro, is it weekly or monthly? monthly? Is he asking about us? Uh, is it weekly or monthly? I think, they, yeah, he's asking about the show. If we were to do it every Friday or if it's going to be. If people, if people uh, enjoy uh, weekly, let's do that. Yeah. If no one cares, monthly or less. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. That's how I started my podcast. Well, I was like, well. You'll find me on my own Instagram again. Yes. Crying out, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, let's just see what happens. Absolutely. Uh, Dinosaur Dreams, Event Horizon is one of my favorite movies. Hell yes. Eric Preston, letters to the editor. I forgot about that little thing. The little things like that. Oh, yeah. Letters to the editor and and Starlog and Fangoria. I can only imagine just fucking hate and anger. That's Uh, what I'm saying. It's just like going back and like really like how mad they are about like Buckaroo Banzai or whatever. Right. Oh, it's adorable. How dare really Superman funny. drink in Superman three? I, I don't remember. I, I'll, I'll do it next time. But literally there was like this whole pitch where Gene Roddenberry was going to do something where they, uh, Spock stopped the Kennedy assassination. Okay. You know about this? No, it was literally, I think this is the plan for Star Trek three for a while. Like that was the actual plan for the movie. Wow. And people were losing their shit. <laughs> absolutely like how dare you because it's like you know hitting on two like like star trek and kennedy it's like you're hitting two really weird fandoms like huge weird hugely weird yes you know what i mean it's like that's like the oliver stone people and the star trek people and it's like i love both (laughs) don't know if i want to hang out with both at the same time i was i'd never go to that convention good lord oh i would but it's like again (laughs) like it's like be ready to to like back out of that room right Oh, but definitely. Yeah. Hannah but says, so yeah, we'll think of actual topics to do, but I just like getting the mechanics down of like, hey, A, let's have a second conversation that lasts more than five or 10 minutes. See okay. This goes. You've now introduced me to the Moons and Monsters people. And so I assume, you know, because I came in hot on the Discord channel because I was like all excited. Yeah. I was like all the caffeinated and I was like, oh man, I love Discord. I just like came in with like, yo, you guys got one too? <laughs> I came in with a Bill Paxton gif and then like found a whole roll of them. And the next thing you know, I was like, okay, maybe we should, let's talk some more. Maybe let's like actually do a show. So here we are. Absolutely. So yeah. If this is a Zoom or a show, I mean, is 10 people a zoom or is it a show it's all it's all up to the beholder right yeah now you could you could take this and then throw it on your youtube like hey i did the thing who cares and then if that gets traction then it kind of keeps growing you know so let's see let's see who the beholders are that's right so. cool okay jill well, killington it was, it was wonderful talking to you wonderful talking to you how do, how do you pronounce your last name mcclellan mcclellan you got it the first time look at that oh look at that you're like a highlander there could be only one <laughs> yes okay. jill well, killington Yes. Bye. The monsters. See you next time. New si- new co-host of Everyday's Howling Podcast, Jill Killington. That's why. That's why I'm like, okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Let's face it. Everyday is Halloween. <laughs> right. Yeah. So especially in the yeah in this world in Orlando and L.A., which are weird subsetters of each other. But and then I just saw a meme today that said like everybody waving at the end of a Zoom call like uh, they're seeing off an 1800 steamship. So <laughs> right. Later, guys. Bye. Bye. I'll never forget you. See ya. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. (laughs)